The first time I saw the inside of a courtroom, I was disappointed. We visited one for a class trip, and sure, I had already figured out that Swedish judges aren't stooping old men in curly wigs and long robes, and that the defendant wouldn't be a madman in an orange suit, in handcuffs, frothing at the mouth. But still, the place looked like something between a medical clinic and a conference center. We rode there on a rented bus that smelled like bubblegum and sweaty feet. The defendant had dandruff and pleated pants, and was allegedly guilty of tax evasion. Aside from our class, and Kristar, of course, there were only four other people there to listen, but so few seats that Kristar had to get an extra chair from the hallway outside, so he had somewhere to sit. Today, it's different. We're in the largest courtroom in Sweden. The judges sit on chairs of dark mahogany with high velvet backs. The middle chair's back is taller than the others. That's where the head judge sits. He is called the chairman. On the table in front of him is a gavel with a leather handle. Slim microphones stick up before each seat like bent drinking straws. The paneling on the wall looks like oak, like it's several hundred years old, old in a good way. There is a dark red carpet on the floor between the seats. Audiences are not my thing. I've never wanted to be Santa Lucia or take part in talent shows. But it's packed in here. And everyone is here because of me. I'm the attraction. Next to me are my attorneys from Sonder and Listadius. I know Sonder and Listadius sounds like an antique shop where two sweaty gay men in silk robes and monocles shuffle around with kerosene lamps, dusting off moldy books and taxidermied animals. But it's Sweden's best criminal law firm. Ordinary criminals have a single weary public defender. My public defender is flanked by a whole crew of excited wannabe suits. They work into the wee hours at a super fancy office near Skepsfron, have at least two cell phones each, and all of them except Sandar himself think that they're part of an American TV show where you eat Chinese food from takeout cartons in an I'm-so-busy-and-important sort of way. None of all the 22 people working at Sondar and Lestedius is actually named Lestedius. Lestedius died, I assume of a heart attack, in an I'm-so-busy-and-important sort of way. Three of my attorneys are here today. Peter Sondar, the celebrity, and two of his colleagues. The younger one is a chick with an ugly haircut and a piercing in her nose, but no ring in it. Presumably, Sondar won't allow her to wear a nose ring. Remove that junk immediately. I call her Ferdinand. Ferdinand is the type of person who thinks conservative is a curse word and nuclear power is lethal. She wears hideous glasses because she thinks it proves that she's got the patriarchy all figured out. And she hates me because... In her opinion, capitalism is all my fault. The first few times we met, she treated me like I was a crazy fashion blogger with a hand grenade on an airplane. Of course, of course, she said, not daring to look at me. Of course, of course, don't worry, we're here to help you. As if I would threaten to blow everyone to bits unless I received my biodynamic tomato juice with no ice. 
The other helper attorney is a guy around 40 with a doughy belly, a pancake-shaped face, and a smile that says, I've got movies at home that I keep in alphabetical order in a locked cabinet. Pancake has a buzz cut. Dad likes to say that you can't trust a person with no hairstyle. But I'm sure Dad didn't come up with that on his own. He probably stole it from a movie. My dad really likes to deliver one-liners. The first time I met Pancake, he rested his eyes just below my collarbone, forced his thick tongue back in his mouth, and rasped in delight. Little girl, what are we going to do? You look much older than 17. He probably would have started panting if Sander hadn't been there. Or drooling, maybe. Let the saliva drip from his mouth and stain his too-tight suit vest. 